Welcome to our Mob Jazz podcast. This is Melvin. Just a quick note to say that if you're kindly listening to this conversation, you're not kindly on our subscriber feed and we'll only be hearing the first part of this episode. In order to hear the full episode, you'll need to subscribe to our Patreon where you'll find full episodes of the Mob Jazz podcast and other subscriber-only content. The Mob Jazz podcast is made possible purely through the support of our patrons. So if you like what we're doing here, please consider subscribing. Where you seek, man? <laughs> welcome back <laughs> welcome back to the mob jazz podcast uh i'm gonna ask that in a second mm. i feel like i should intro the guest first mm. today we are joined in the studio by a woman why did you say it like that man bro everyone has been asking for us to I have you on a lady on the pod have we actually um, had nah, but like, the pod though? We have. Who is she? Oh, Sh- Shari, Shari, oh, Shari, Shari, and Shari. Yeah. Shari. <laughs> so sorry. Damn. Nah, okay, not in a while. <laughs> since we since we launched the Patreon, we haven't had a woman on the pod. Nah, it's mm. it's, it's um, yeah. But we are joined by Nicole Kabasuga. I wanna let her just explain what she does, and yeah, man. Then we'll get into it. So hi guys. Hi. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm Nicole. Uh, so mainly what I do is ECD advocacy. I studied law, but then I realized the legal field like in itself was not really for me. But um, I found an interest in ECD, especially through uh, the World Forum Foundation. It's this organization that really works with so many associations that try to promote child welfare and well-being and like just overall community development so they start teaching you about like um early childhood development ecd if i say that yeah, I, I, mean, like, yeah. I feel like guys need to know yeah what's ecd for guys who yeah. don't know before we need the key ekg ecg scan and it has like a lot of like in that profession there's so many like abbreviations it kind of gets confusing but yeah so ecd means early childhood development so basically, it's like a concept that just involves the the mother and also the child, basically the entire community. They try to look at a way where they can like empower and uplift everyone, so that like just everyone can be more productive, like as members of society, more collaborative, more peaceful, just all of that. Basically. Okay. <laughs> now, I actually don't use the second. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure? He has been chewing that The peace sang. Okay. So before we get into all of that, I feel like we should first catch up with everyone. Mm. Um, how are you guys feeling? How's everyone feeling? How are your weekends? How are your weeks going? Yeah. My weekend was actually kind of lit. Mm. I had a good time. Mm. I went for all the parties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cup. Friday's at home. Saturday. Oh, wait. Tell me how your weekend was and how it relates to early childhood development. <laughs> ah, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, let's, t- so let's start there. So, Friday, I stayed home. How that relates to early childhood development is, they don't allow me to leave home mm. when I was young. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, 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 I stayed in line with what I was taught. Mm. Now, Sato is when I divulged mm. from my early ch- ECG. Mm. ECG? <laughs> I, <heard that. laughs> I didn't want to say anything. What's that, what's that, what's that scan with the scan the, 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 like yeah. the electricity in your thing? Is it ECG? EKG. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I keep thinking. 
Um, let me see. Such a day was. Yeah, I think of AK forty seven. Now, um, such a day was lit, man. I went for an art show, and first of all, I have to start by saying I think I'm going to go for more art shows, bro. That's nice. Where was it? It was in industrial area. There's this Afri, Afri art, art gallery. gallery. Oh, it's a I'm really posh yeah. gallery in this Kampala, man. Like they have, so they were having a, a, an exhibition. It was eight artists from Kenya that were showing a few of their art pieces. But it was crazy, man. I literally felt my brain expanding. Like was it like paintings or like just different forms of art? Different like forms. There were paintings. There was charcoal. There was prints. But um, that particular collector who owns that gallery, he has a particular style that he looks for. One of the artists described it to me like he wants to see you battling demons mm. in your art. He didn't want no portraiture. Damn. He wants to see some, you know, troubled art. Chained. Yeah, some... So how that related early childhood development? Nah, nah. Those guys yeah. they went through some jazz in yeah. the early childhood, bro. Uh-huh. It was super late, man. Um, first of all, I have to say, where you get, I think artists, <laughs> artists might be making money on a scale that we haven't seen in this UG, bro. Really, I don't think artists yeah, very. Me neither. Me neither. I, but I know what you mean, but oh. I have to disagree. But Let me you tell mean. you, like, if you are a popping African artist right now. And popping is relative because you just have to create good art. I had a chance to talk to like a bunch of artists there. Bro, these guys are making cash. First of all, these guys only charge in dollars. No one there was charging in shillings. <laughs> and when I said dollars, I'm not talking about 20, 30. I'm talking about like, there's guys telling me he doesn't go below 1,000. That was the cheapest guy. Then mm. go below $1,000 for his art pieces. His art pieces are in galleries all over this continent. He's called Brian Kansime Lister. Shout out him. Guys, oh, super talented. Lister. You know Lister? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a guy. There's another one, Daniel Atenu. Daniel Atenu. Shout out that guy. That's a guy who now put me onto this whole thing. Mm. But these guys are making bank, bro. Now, those are the guys I knew. Now, of the ones I didn't know, there's another lady. She sells her paintings minimum 12K. There's another guy we saw. He sells his minimum 50K per piece, bro. And like this is, I don't know what the split is with him and the gallery, but me, I was looking at these numbers thinking, now, wow, bro, like, there are, I know lawyers and engineers and doctors who are not going to smell this cash ever in their lives, bro. They're not even going to, but anyway, that's what I'm saying. Like, these guys are really making <laughs> bank, bro. Because <laughs> 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 killing you. Uh, but, yeah, so I think I'm going to start attending more shows. I got an art piece, not from that show, but I bought one that day from Daniel Ateni. Shout out to him. Man. When we're leaving, but yo, it was it was actually crazy, man. Shout out all these artists, man. They're doing big things. I think right now is a good time to be an African artist. If you're listening to me right now and you have a skill in art, please continue and like. Hey, I thought you were going to say something else. Hey, like, you know, hey, reach out to me, man. Let's do this thing. <laughs> Let's collaborate. You're yeah, crazy. I have no gallery, bro. But please, like, just keep drawing, keep drawing. There's a lot of money to be made. These guys are telling me like. Artists sell one painting and start several businesses here. It's that mm. kind of money, bro. Yeah. Shout so out to Vodo Art Society as well. The guys who are here. Yeah, shout yeah. out to them. Those guys are fine. And it's Mama so good that there. there's so many more like creative spaces now. Like before, I don't feel like there were just as many or like enough money was put into them. But like I feel like it allows people to now like actually go and be creative because 
now your parents will be like, oh no, there's no money, and then you can be like, ah, there's money, there's money, money. money. Yeah. Like, you just have to like you know just battle some demons on the on the canvas. Interesting enough, that was their twentieth anniversary, right? Of the Afriad Gallery, as Inaga has been doing that for twenty years. Mm. That's what that gallery was about. Man, shout out to him, shout bro. Out to him. Shout out to him. That's a sick gallery he has, and it's called Daudi, I think. Mm. Shout out to him. Then after that we went for Kahuma's thing. Remember mm. Kahuma he was hosting at a certain Hara lounge. Mm. And <laughs> it was Ahara. Ahara. Good to Ahara. Haram. That was also kind of fair. Mm. I was there, but when I watched that TikTok he posted, bro, I was like, damn, this thing actually looked super lit, bro. <laughs> Yet I was there. Mm. But um yeah, shout out to him. That was a good event. Sunday we were here. There was a Jameson thing. Uh, uh, mm. How do you say that one backwards? Son it's James. Too, it's too late. Son too James. Late. Yeah. Mason J or something. Mason <laughs> J. Nicole so comes like Oh, so basically what we're doing is we don't want to say their names, yeah. yeah. So we put them in like so big Latin. Them yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Someone I saw I think it was Lynch was saying if you take a shot every time these guys come up with a new code word. Yeah. Hey. I that guy, you'll be dead by the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're done with that game. That was a Jameson event. It was, it was, it was right. It was right. Joshua Barker performed. The guy can Huge. sing. Mm. Shout out him. Mm. Ah, it was Imagine a good. It was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. Nicole, how was your weekend? Um, I really didn't do much in terms of early childhood development. I went for <laughs> one of my my niece's uh, birthdays, but like really that was it. But I love that people are still putting in effort into like their kids' birthdays. I thought that thing died down. You know how people would have like. Bouncing castles and like party bugs and uh, why would it die down? I did it die down or did you just grow up? Exactly, that's the thing. That's what I realized. I'm like, oh, I'm just not in the space. Maybe w- like you know, you can't I fit in the bouncing it. castle. Yeah, we're we're talk about that's part of early childhood development. Bro. <laughs> if there was an adult bouncing castle, you would be there. Ay, and that says something, ay, by ay, the way, ay, about the way you developed. Bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> some guys should have been bouncing castles. Some guys didn't have bouncing castles. Some guys did not progress past the bouncing castle. Some guys that was the best time. So wrong to jump on a bouncing castle. You're playing. What's wrong with? And it may age much. You're overplaying. You never even look past that. <laughs> no, but like I feel like people are like when when people see like adults enjoying like something childish, castles. yeah, you'd think it's like a childish game. Like I don't think that's a problem. Have you guys been on a bouncing castle as an adult? adult. Yeah, <laughs> so I have. Trust me, guys. It's first of all, it's exhausting. <laughs> it doesn't actually bounce, you know. It da- not really because you're too heavy, bro. You're not supposed yeah. to be on it. Yeah. It's not made yeah, for that's adults. Why. Yeah, that's where there needs to be an adult. One. Yeah, you need to get me, an adult. Yeah. Every time I stand, mm, I feel like there's not yeah. enough air in that thing, bro. Because the adult, the thing, the adult heavy, bouncing castle is like, I won't lie to you. What but you what is an adult that? bouncing castle, bro? There's some place. Just know that one. They've doubled the wind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to bounce. <laughs> they've multiplied the wind, bro. One more, Nicole, you're still saying. Oh, yeah. I was saying about like how people, when they play as adults, the people don't really appreciate it. And yet, like, playing is such, like, an innate part of all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, even animals play. I feel like that's how we connect with animals. Like, everyone plays. Everyone knows how to play. And you don't even really need to teach someone how to play. So I feel like that's why we just never, like, grow out of it. And we shouldn't. But I feel like people are just always like, oh, why are they doing yeah, that? Like, they should grow up or whatever. You know, why are they indulging in, like, childish things? But 
they are the bitter ones because they refuse to like explore that side of them that they actually really do want to do this, but they feel like trapped. Yeah. Man, I, I wish Michael Jackson had you fighting for him back in the day when but he built a whole theme park in his cream. Hey. I guess we're having him for being too kiddish, yeah. man. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying you missed out on a childhood because like because of that. Exactly. I and mean, so but I feel like he kind of did. Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how do we know? You That's a story. I've not seen that. I've not seen like that. Doc you. How I mean, he didn't have a childhood, bro. How they were just always on the road. Yeah, exactly. they never had fun. Just guess but that was his childhood. Nah, but, but no, he wasn't a kiddo. He didn't play. He wasn't like a child. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like this idea, I think of kiddos have to play. I think it's a very <laughs> new. <laughs> it's a very new idea. It's actually, it's actually it's very old, bro. It's so old that you must play. Wait, wait, guys. We're going to. Nicole, finish out your weekend. We shall come back. Like it's interesting what he's yeah. No, I won't get back into it for sure. I'm going to get back into it. Uh, what does you do this weekend? Uh, Birthday party, yeah, that was about it. Okay, yeah, quite a boring weekend. I was getting ready for this, I was quite scared, and yeah, Mm. (laughs) scared of what is now. Like all of this guy is quite scary. No, mm. I, I actually don't think it's you guys. I okay. feel like it's just more of like you know, just saying information. It feels like I'm kind of like in an exam, but not really. Mm. But like you know, it's because I have something to say. And mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. True. I also be scared. That's the truth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the voice. Ah, uh, talk to us, man. How was your weekend? Yeah, the voice kills me, bro. Wait. You know, in the middle of the night. As in, like, in the middle of a night out, the boys woke up to you at, like, 12.30 and be like, bro, man, I have to go and work. <laughs> he always <laughs> I'm like, Yo, this guy's living on a different timeline. No, I can relate, bro. It's hilarious. Sunday night, we had just got back home from this Mason J event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I called this guy. He's like, man, man, I'm going to work. So I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Like, okay. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I can be out. You think I'm enjoying with you, Kumbi? All I'm thinking about is all the work I'm behind on, bro. <laughs> anyway, so Friday, I went to Shook. Business as usual. Um, Skills was performing. So, it's the scales on that mission. Make the us see them. I Television. Didn't see any like, posters or any. They, they posted them like literally the day before. Yeah. That's when I saw. Yeah. Was it free? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. yeah. They even give you a Jameson cocktail at the entrance. Yeah. That's how free it was. Yeah. It was super uh, negative. It was so free if you didn't know. <laughs> 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 no, but no, that's yeah. a fact though. I, I feel like you're laughing like you don't believe it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. how many people though? Like everyone. everyone. Okay. Okay. No. Black bar. It was like a Jameson event. Oh, we're going to invite you for our next Jameson event. Mm. They always give free cocktails at the Yes, be putting oh, out yeah. events, and bro. In fact, the next one is in December. I'm telling you now. Yeah, next year. Yeah. And then mm. just what? ID? <laughs> is that no, like an EDC thing? Like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's not do alcohol together. <laughs> <laughs> what age does alcohol start affecting your uh, brain? Uh, you're going to far. <laughs> I can't really talk about <laughs> that. It's about to your weekend. Anyway, yeah, so I didn't see Scales perform on Friday. Mm-hmm. But I had a good time before he came. I had to go and work. What time did you perform? Next question. Never mind, bro. <laughs> Never mind. Nah, but I got home at like one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice, nice. So it was a good night. It was a good night. The details are for Patreon. Nice. Um, Subscribe. Saturday. What did you? What's up with you? I was with you. Saturday we went to Haram. 
Uh, it was a good time also. Mm. You're also there. Mm. Mm. And then Sunday, I was also at the event. Bro, I lost Skills like a 20k at Haram. Eh? Like it, it fell out of your pocket. <laughs> you, know, okay, you know you can have like mobile money, da da da. You have some cash in your pocket just for... In case. I can't hurt me, bro. It slipped out <laughs> of my pocket. I don't know how. There's a guy who's 20k richer. There's right? a guy who <laughs> saw me dropping at 20k and said, say nothing at all. Nah, but it was a late mm-hmm. night. Ah. I, I promise, I wouldn't be shocked if the 20k is still in the corner. So I'll, be host, I'll be host at Haram this week as well. I'd go and back. To Haram? For yeah. your 20k. Not at Haram. Let him go somewhere bigger. Bro. Hey, you didn't like it. Not that I, I like didn't like, like it. Corner. But that guy is, is way too big for, for Haram, bro. Okay. In my humble opinion. Aight. Okay. Aight. Aight. Is that a hot take? No, it's not. We shall come it's back not. to you. It's not. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, then Sunday just went for the event. Um, I was there at like 2 p.m., bro. Nice. Yeah, so I was there yeah. for a bit, went somewhere else, then went to some other place. Then Did you came get free back. tickets? Two? This, this is it. No, 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 no. I had to cough like a peasant. No, what? I'm so sorry, guys. I feel like <laughs> we need to communicate better, man. <laughs> just know we always have free tickets for those events. Noted. Yeah. I don't get pissed now because I didn't know and you just didn't communicate. I'm so sorry, bro. But next time. Nah, nah I'm pissed. My weekend <laughs> was... My, I'm going to explain why, though. My weekend was... My weekend was all right. I... Friday, we'll talk about on, on Patreon. We'll talk about Friday on Patreon. But let's just say I wasn't at home on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, We know. Yeah. We know. Yeah. Saturday, uh, for some reason, bro, Umeme has been taking the power off in Bugolovi for like the last three weeks. On a weekend in particular, bro, I'm telling you that from most likely Friday night, but I'll just say Saturday morning until Sunday evening. There was no power in Bugos. On my side of Bugos, at least. I was mad, bro. No cheating. I guess. I don't know what the, I don't know why they're doing it, but they're doing it. So, my weekend was a bit shit because of that, but uh, Saturday, I went to Izumi. You guys will come up with a thing for Izumi. Izumi. Yeah, Mizu. 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 <laughs> uh, that Mizu? Team Izumi. I feel like it's a Mizu. Mizu. Like there's <laughs> <laughs> a Mizu now. Yeah, there's a Mizu now. There's a Mizu yeah. now. Yeah. Anyway, I was there. Mizu. Uh, eat any sushi? No, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Hey. No. But Why I had. Fuck you, me, Egypt's and chicken. No, bro, but they have so much fire food, you guys. There's just too many mm. things to choose. Did the rice here. and the pineapple? I'd be seeing that thing oh, on snack. That thing is fuego, bro. Good lord. I've never hey. been to that team, Umizumi Guab, man. Now we'll go. Umizumi. We'll go. Team. That would be, maybe that should be our next uh, pod chill. We'll go there. Mm. Go. Eh. There. We'll go there. And by the way, the, the, the first week is coming. Sorry, it's the first week. Yeah. Mm. So then, um, after that, I came to Haram to meet you guys. Fun night. Me as a shit I like, like when it's just us, when it's just a group. Maybe you'll tell me why. Like <laughs> something, so it might have been something, might have been something growing up. But I just liked, I liked being there with everyone that I knew. It was like a small group, and I knew everyone there. So Haram was fun. I planned to leave Haram at midnight to go home, but I ended up going home at four a.m. From why? From twelve lounge. Early childhood development. Mm. We, need, we need to talk yeah, about man. it. I feel you like guys I, don't leave that's that back. for the weekend. Any other details <laughs> will be discussed on Patreon. I feel like now we should get into Please subscribe. what Nicole has to discuss for us. Uh, I saw the topics, and the first one was nature versus nurture. 
What does okay for example? Okay, now for example, what do you guys think? Which which one is like more important in your opinion, like nature or nature? Let's define nature. Nature is more of like the environment you grow up in, and nature actually nature is <laughs> your DNA, your genes, and then nature is how you're brought up, your environment. Mm. Which one's more important? In your opinion, or do you think? What do you think about that? What do you think about nature and nature? Before right. I, okay. it was like before I. This is my thing. These are my thoughts. I think that the DNA that's the first one. Mm-hmm. That's the one that that definitely counts. I feel like to a larger extent, but I also believe that the environment that you grow up in can alter that in a way. I don't know if it's just altering your mind or if it's altering your entire being. But I definitely think it can alter it. So I'll say nature first and then nature. I'm the opposite. I think nature first. Because nature to me is too vague, man. Like, what's my DNA? Like, that's those are all just terms I have in my head. Mm. DNA over, this is my character. But however, I can tell you, like, a lot of the stuff that I do in terms of, like, what I think are positive actions, that's, like, based on how I was raised. Like... There are certain things I don't do because I know they are wrong. Even if I want to do them, mm. maybe that might be my nature. Mm. But I guess my nature now stops me from doing them. So that's why I think personally, I think nature, nature is, is on top. Okay. <laughs> nah. This is going to be a prime example of MJP, but I think both are important. Ah, this is why. No, 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 listen. <laughs> it's an in-betweener. So, my answer might be a little bit biased. Because of where I work and the things I do, but I believe everyone has an innate character, and as Jesse said, um, how you grow up can change that character in a way. So I think it's important for, <coughs> if we're talking about it in terms of ECD, I think it's important to, first of all, listen to the child. Does that make sense? Because mm. adults always assume they know the best for the children. Yeah, like you have to do what the adults tell you to do when you go to school. You have to, you know, the, the, the adults sit for your timetable. You follow that timetable. When it's time to sleep, it's when the adults decide that you sleep. However, there's a place for the child to decide for themselves. Yeah? And for you as the adult to be the guide for that, if that makes sense. So that's why I think they're both important. So I can't say one over the other, but I think there's a place for them to work together, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I feel like that's definitely true because, um, like, humans, our infants are born very, like, with very premature brains compared to other animals. Like, have you seen, like, a giraffe give birth? The thing is almost walking after an hour, but, like, us, it takes us, like, when do you start walking? Like, maybe... One year? Like, eight, yeah, exactly, months, coming months, to the end, you know, it depends and varies on the child. But, like, it takes so long for us to adapt and uh, for our brains to grow. So, like, for example, how people realize that it's both kind of nature and nature. It's like, for example, in the womb, or when you actually come out of the womb, the neurons you have in your brain, they're quite few. Maybe I would say, like, you have a hundred. This is just an example. Mm. Like, yeah, so, like, this is you at, like, an infant stage. But then, like, by six years old, you have, like, 2,000 neural connections because like your neurons connect through like the synaptic um, through synapses so from there the neurotransmitters are the ones that send like the chemicals to like now let you know what is what and like it helps you regulate vision different things it just helps like grow that Mm -hmm. and that's why like 
during that age from like zero to six, eight, it's very important because by 14, you have now less neurotransmitters. It's because now your brain has pruned the ones that you're not using a lot. And the ones you're not using a lot could also be good ones, you know? If you have poor self-regulation because you have poor external examples from like your responsive caregivers, like what you were saying, your environment, basically, like your parents can also affect the way your genes are basically expressed. So that's like um, epigenetics. So that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Take us back. My first question is: so from the moment that I'm born, right, Mm. as in as a newborn, like until yeah. So you said you gave an example of say a particular number of neurons, not that many. Yeah, not that. But then they constantly increase. Until a certain point where they stop increasing. Exactly. So what point is that? And then they start to prune off. So then that's what they called sensitive periods. Okay. And so that's when like your brain is like the most plastic and flexible. Malleable. Exactly. What age is this? So now that's so that's the whole point of like ECD. They try to pinpoint that around from zero to eight years old. Like that's a very those are pivotal years. Like, you can't say which year is more important. Like, all those years are very important in this brain development because that's when, like, your brain is most plastic. You can understand things. And you really are kind of defenseless also at that age. So you're relying a lot on um, external people. So your primary caregiver, which could be your parents or your guardians, depending on your situation. So that's why it's so important for them to have knowledge about how they can be responsive caregivers and how they can positively like nurture their children, you know? Because I feel like people don't think about that too much, how to like communicate with ch- like children. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. So now what are what's epigen- epigenetics? Okay, so now epigenetics is like so you know you how how you have like genes. Mm. So like your DNA. So now there's also a way that nature can influence the way your DNA is used. Not the DNA itself, but then just how it's used. Like, for example, your DNA could be like this light bulb. And so epigenetics, so your DNA is the shape, the color, you know, all of that external. But now epigenetics is like having like a dimmer. So you can like now dim the brightness or like increase it. So that's just it, it like... That's how the external like environment can basically either dim or sh- like okay. yeah. So like does does that work for should I say things? For example, when it comes to epigenetics, yeah. Say Project Mbappe, I am trying to become a football player, yeah. So say I'm innately good at sports. The more I do it, the better I become at it. Yeah, that's the demo. Mm-hmm. So does it work? in like departments of life does that make sense like does one rise and the other falls or it's just consistent so if now that makes sense? the thing is with like those sensitive periods after like your brain has pruned certain things out like it prunes at a young age so now that's like your brain wiring so now that's how now you're wired we are like you're wired to think so it also de- like that's why you know people can try so much to like succeed and whatever in life but they seem to like get into like this repetitive like failure and they don't realize it's like there's something that they're not like about their inner child that they're not trying to fix like 
there are aspects of the way that they manage themselves, their time, all of that, that reflects back to their childhood, like how someone was like a self-regulate, like who was self-regulating for this child. Because children have like, they're born with very low self-regulation. Like you don't know how to, you're a newborn, you don't know anything. Mm. Like you have an underdeveloped self-regulation system. So this system is like about your emotions, it's about your behavior, it's about just inhibition control, all of that. So now an adult acts like an external regulator. So now it's it's that's why it's like very people say do not be hypocritical. If you're telling your child to be nice, but they're always seeing you day to day, you're not a nice person, mm. they're going to copy you. It's not just what you tell them, you also have to like live through your words because they're going to like see you through and through. You know, if you tell them not to shout at people, but you're always coming <coughs> home, like, you're angry, you're yelling, you're hitting people at home, like, even though you tell them that's bad, they're seeing you do it, and, like, if you are their role model, their, you know, their first person, you're going to kind of also instill these behaviors in them. So, I have a question. When a neuropathway has been pruned, can you regrow it in old age, or is that gone forever? you can because it's like now it's you have to take an active role in now knowing that there's this the mic oh, sorry. I'm yeah now it's like now about you to now that's why it's very important to like reflect on your childhood and about like certain things that not everything that happened but like maybe negative traits that you picked up and how it's influencing you in adulthood and how now you can change that because it's with that information now you can change yourself and then those pathways can grow but it's a bit difficult when you're older like it takes more work yeah. basically is there is there another way to change those pathways other than reflecting on your childhood because some people might not remember can you just kind of mm. willfully force yourself into a new way of life you don't i guess you don't always have to it's like there's different ways of reflecting not only in your childhood but like on your current, like, just patterns you see. And you don't need to remember, like, full stories, but you just see, like, patterns maybe you saw. So um, the plasticity is usually, it's greater when they're younger, when children are younger. But, like, when you're older, you can't change these things, but it takes more work. So the whole point of ECD is trying to, like, circumvent that. Prevention is better than yeah, cure. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, so we want to start from a young age to try not only like how you teach children, but also the community, how you can also be, you may not be a parent, but you can also be an active bystander, you know. You are also a protective system like that's there for that for a child. For example, um, I saw this video about this boy, I think he was walking home from school, and this woman was following him and then just asking him questions and like, he even felt it was weird, so he just entered a store and he asked the woman, like, can you pretend to be my mom? This woman is I like... I saw that video. It's like scaring me, exactly. And you, that's, you just, you kind of are oh. a protective... Was she just asking him questions? The caption on the video framed it like this kid was so sharp to avoid... He avoided kidnapping this way no, by okay, asking... No, okay, she was... He, no, she was asking him, like, very... S oh, where are you going? Like, no, 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 no. He was looking by himself. Yeah. Which was a concerned citizen. <laughs> It's not possible. The way the way she was lingering by, like if you watched the video, it just seemed weird. Like she didn't. Who was recording? It was a CCTV footage. Okay. Yeah. But to be fair, um, my mom told me a story recently. Where she used to where she works, there was a lady, a kid, 
who walked out of the house. I think they're like two or three years old. Walked out of the house, went to the park, and I think drowned in one of the ponds. Mm. So, as they were like trying to figure out what happened, one of the neighbors came out and was like, "You actually saw this kid walking, but she didn't do anything. Like she just let it's the not kid, my kid walk." So like exactly. So well, my mom was like, "Wondering like why the hell would you even bring that up right now?" Like. Why just, why just yeah, how can you quiet? see a kid walk at three year old and not do anything about the like the yeah. three year old walking? So maybe that was something yeah, similar. Yeah, so it's like you'd be surprised how people are like they don't really care about children in trouble or in distress, and you realize that you're kind of like you're supposed to be an active bystander, like help. Of course, that's not your child, but like you can make a bad situation like less like mm. less worse. Less worse. Yeah. So that's just the whole point about it. It's just like, just don't stand by. You can create, for example, if a child at home has horrible role models, but then like, let's say you're an uncle or a teacher who is consistent in their lives, who is uh, shows warmth and responsiveness, sets good boundaries with them, they will look up to you probably more than the people at home. Mm. They may They may be able to overcome some of their developmental issues because or they have you in their Presence, lives, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will be like, "Oh, like parents will be like, how can my child say I'm that bad?" You know, they turned out good, and you know, your child can turn out good in spite of you. Like there could have been other people in that child's yeah, life that they grew up and like they understood like the actual meaning. Like. So okay. re- regarding that, um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is because you're talking about us being active bystanders, and uh, did you watch the first season of You? Mm. That's so actually the that only season I watched. That, like Joe's next door neighbor. So you have this guy who he has issues, man. Is mm. <laughs> he has very big issues? Mm. But then, in the eyes of this child, he's a normal guy. He's a normal guy. He's actually a cool guy. Exactly. So does that mean, say, we should be cautious when children are present? Because in the end, when you're watching his entire life story, you're like, ah. This guy is a mess, but this kid is, like, this is my hero, him, man. Yeah. So and that's, like, the thing. You know, someone, and I feel like also, like, in adulthood, that's why sometimes people can't believe, like, people they looked up to are bad people because, mm. you know, they really were there for them. They stood, they, they helped build them up. And, like, for you, it's just very hard for you to imagine this, like this for this person. But, unfortunately, sometimes it's true. And I know. Me, my question is, I don't know how I'm, going to phrase, how I'm going to phrase this like correctly. But earlier on, you were speaking, I mean, magic mentioned, or oh, we call it magic. How come? I was going to ask. Because I'm magical. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's so uh, cringe. She's just like, <laughs> but the original story is even more cringe than that response, yeah. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> just go with it. Magic. Yeah, some childhood <laughs> issues. So hey, magic, <laughs> magic mentioned that, like, <clears throat> sometimes. People like keep people keep mentioning this inner child thing, right? I swear it has become like a like the most popular like psychological like trope. I'm not gonna call it a trope, but like everyone mentions, yeah, yeah. Like like take care of your inner child, think about your inner child, don't ignore your inner child, da da da. da. The inner child. But Magic mentioned how for a lot of people those memories are blocked off. I'm not gonna say only traumatic memories. But a lot of their childhood memories are like blocked off and they can't remember any of that. So like, is there a way for guys to reconnect with their inner child? I think it's not too much about remembering because like we're humans, like memory is not always going to be our friend. 
but it's like it's not it's not about remembering but it's the fact that they happened like you may not remember all the good things that happened to you in your childhood but it's the fact that they were there and you don't even realize that these small things like like for example they talk about servant return you know your parents just holding you looking at you like in your eyes that actually like really helps there was this story about like um romanian orphanages in like the late 90s mm. and the babies had a lot of like visual deprivation, linguistic deprivation. They were self-soothing by like rocking back and forth. And that just shows <laughs> how if you do not actually give this child this small attention that like this attention that you think is small, like it's very important, you know? So I feel like it's it's just very underlooked. Okay. Your thing is less like it's less psychological and more like let's fix this before it happens. Exactly. Type thing. Like okay. let's not try let's not have Instead a society remember, that is yeah. always having to remember yeah. why yeah. and, and, and like so, so I guess I guess those are who are messed up. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, beyond no they're not beyond, but then like that's not her field now. Like she's trying, she's in her yeah. area of trying to fix. Yeah. From like the start, you Preventive, know, it's because yeah. a lot of what happens in your, that early childhood development has long-term effects on your physical, mental, like all that well-being because it's so like, how I'd put it is UNICEF has this kind of like framework. The um, it's called the nurturing care framework. So they they have five components that they think like if you have all of these, they, your child has like an optimal chance of like having Surviving. you know exactly <laughs> not survival, but, but like you know just having the most favorable outcomes yeah. in the future. You know in regards to like health, well being, and like just mental everything. So the five components are nutrition, health, um, opportunities for learning, responsive caregiving, and safety and security. And they believe, like with all those comp- uh, like all those components, if you have like, it can help create a well-rounded child. Like they're just more opportunities for success for them in the future, basically. Yes. What about? And this might be kind of like there was advocacy, but what kind? What kind of? What uh, what happens when you give the child all five? But the child for him his nature is just to rebel against you and what you're teaching him. But how but do you deal with that one? How do you know? Because actually this is I uh, was actually something I had asked one of my friends about unpopular opinions and they were saying that there's one of their uh, one of theirs that they have is there's no such thing as a, a bad, bad child. Girl. Yeah. Mm. And it's just bad environment. Like if someone is the thing is, but well, that's what like there's some bad kids, right? <laughs> nah, like you can't have a bad kid though. It's if th- the th- environment th- is kawa. Come on. And I feel like you. The thing is, you think about um, parents are not the only people who interact with the child. Mm. So your child interacts with so many other people. Of course, you are the primary caregiver, but they also interact with so many other people who can also influence your child in different ways. And it could be even ways you cannot control, you know. Bad things can happen to your child at school and they're too, uh, too afraid to tell you. And it just it, it creates now a rela- like a just different complexes, basically. But I, 
but they're but they're bad kids, right? The nah. kids are just no, they're bad kids, but the kids were they bad born bad. That's the question. Yes, who's nature in his DNA? <laughs> no, he's just stubborn. He's not there. No, how? I agree. I agree with Nicole. They're hundred percent. Yeah, how? Stubborn is very subjective. to Okay, when I say stubborn, I mean like like the 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 school definition, primary school definition of stubborn. Issue. What exactly? There are no kids who are primary school definition of stubborn. We're trying to have like young adults at school, and if I get Kids are kids. kids are like kids. they're going yeah. to run around. They're going to break things. They're going to. And then when you beat them, okay, okay. Them, I feel they're like friends and bully their friends. That's what they're going to do. Tell me what you think. a bad kiddo is. Exactly. Let's start with you, man. Okay, yeah. okay. First, first, first. What do you think a good kiddo is? Let's ah, start right there. You, no, that's, that's, you can't pinpoint a good. Like what's a good? So then they can't pinpoint a bad kid. kiddo. But me, I tell you, a kid who is just naturally misbehaved, a child who is rebellious, a child who is. Okay, and for me, I'm telling you all no. these things from like a, a mm. Christian perspective as a Christian. Mm. Like, I'm raised to think that all of us are born. If you don't listen to your parents, yeah, you're a bad kid, though. Stuff like that, man. Like, mm. you don't listen. Because there are kids who listen to their parents. There are kids who, for them, like, they don't really need to be, what's the word, like, uh, punished by their kids as by their parents as much as others. But then there are kids who just are, like... And I feel like that goes back to their nature. nature they were nurtured in that way. Look, this th- for me, this is my opinion. I don't think there's any child who is born bad. Meaning I don't bad. think there's any child who has an innate bad character. Badness. They're all born with yeah. goodness. Yeah. Bad mind. <laughs> Even that bad is subjective. Even that so is a, born a child is a child. Yeah. 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 You're fresh. The way yeah, they develop, well. the way they develop makes... You're the one who said nature is more important than nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, com- and I'm coming so, back to that. Yeah, yeah. So, you're living in an era where the truth is parents spend much less time with their children than other people. Yeah? Your child doesn't want to go to daycare from when they are two. Yeah? Spend the entire day with other children whose parents you don't know or whose upbringing you don't know. Learn things because I don't think there's a child who is born and he knows how to bully. I don't think that I don't think that child I don't think there. he knows exactly what to do to bully, but there are certain kids who are born with that Desire to dominate other kids in yeah, the playground, and bro. Do you think that's a bad whether thing? physically or emotionally? That now, whether you want to call it good or bad is depending on who is judging the kid. But I think there are certain behaviors that children have, certain children might have, that, that can, I cannot categorize their... as good. That yeah. is in him himself. Like for him, he just wants to. That didn't come from their parents. No, it didn't come from his parents. No, 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 it didn't come from his parents. Maybe the kid just likes hurting animals and people, bro. Like, he just wants to be like, like, you know, like, for example, they say these, what do they call them, like serial killers. Mm. You can pinpoint them from like early childhood. They start out by, they start by harming insects. Then they move to like birds. Then they move to small animals. Then they eventually move to okay, people. I feel like Nicole should take the lead in answering that one. No, is that not a thing? Oh my, oh my, is going to be. I don't do criminology or anything. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, but I mean, in the sense of kiddos just being bad from the jump. There's some kids who are mad. Like, we're all human beings, bro. Come on. Mm. The, and human beings, actually, I don't even think are good, bro. I think good human beings are way, way less. They're like in the one percent of human beings. Those of us are just are like going into like the semantics of what good means. Ninety, but we have to have we have to have definitions for these things, broader. good and bad. That's a, that's much broader. I you feel like if you guys are going to say that all kids, no kid is born bad, then I you have like to have a definition like of bad, a bad and good. Human being is is way broader than what a bad kid is. is. You guys might be thinking like bad is like the guy murders or he steals like a, or like he a kiddo. kills. 
But me, I'm thinking like those those behaviors start from somewhere, bro. And like even if the kid was raised in the most best, I don't know, environment, if the guy is still like in his head, his DNA is in tune towards those things, bro. Like, okay, he was born that. Way. Let me see what I think a bad kid does, right? I think a bad kid does. Eh? A kid does that beat other kids. Mm-hmm. Eh? <laughs> like purposely don't listen to anyone. As in, if you tell them what to do, they intentionally just do the opposite of that. Kiddos that break only the stuff that you've told them not to break. He's <laughs> 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 like, that's the one. That's the one in particular that I'm going to break. And I feel just like despite you. I feel like all of those behaviors I land. Not just land. I feel like it, they're either land or their reactions of something like it's, they're acting. Yeah, out. like they they can they're begging for attention, bro. For example, a lot of kids who, like you have said, fight or try to assert dominance is because sometimes they are either like in violent households or like even just even their teachers are violent. Like, and then that's something they're now starting to learn. And that those are one of the things about like beating. Beating doesn't always help. Like. It can either make you like very obedient and you always do what someone says and never think outside the box. Or now you just want to assert dominance and now you never know how to like properly like manage your emotions, okay. you know? The way I look at it is as human beings, there'll always be certain human beings that just want to assert dominance. Whether I want to call that a good thing or a bad thing is not different. That's what discussing about where it comes from. But me, I think there's certain the root who are just born with that. Let me like nah. that's let the idea. That's why it takes them. Let me don't start dominating this conversation. Uh. I think people are born with traits that yeah. are dominant in them. Yes. Whether those traits become positive or negative is different. It's not up to the person. Well, it can be. It can be. But let me give you an example. According to psychology, at least the little things I know. Do you know that violent people and ambitious people almost have the same um, traits when it comes to like their brains and their neurons? Yeah? Because it comes from the same place. Being violent is you asserting dominance. I'm using a very example. And being ambitious is you want to assert dominance Dominant. in a different way. Mm. Like you're ambitious enough to say, I want this, I want to get you're it. learning how to channel your emotions yeah? properly. And that's what the issue is. I think you have the trait, yes. However, what it becomes in the end is different. It could be your environment, it could be your nature, it could be what you've seen, it could also be what you've gone through. Yeah. Also what yeah, you've well, done in the past. Yeah, there's you can learn that but this is the if thing. If I hit someone on the head, they respect me more and you can learn that in kindergarten. You like they don't your parents don't have to, to no, hit themselves what, what to learn that. <laughs> as in you might have that predisposition to <laughs> as in let's say like he put it like I have like a predisposition to to assert my dominance in some way. Yes. One day I hit someone, and yeah. my dad is like, "Yo, relax. You you can never ever do that yeah. shit." Now you're trying to figure out other ways that it's okay. The, the next yeah. time you are such a dominant in a, let's say like in a football match, you score a goal or something. Your dad is like, "Aha, let's do that." Now you become that kind of guy that likes to win. You know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. But me, what I'm talking about is now that I, I, that desire to dis to. A such dominance. That's not negative. It's not that that, that on one own. is that one is like in the kid, bro. Yeah. And it's and not it's not dependent on the parent. I like agree. I your parent can you your there. parent can kind of guide how you assert your dominance, maybe, or maybe you can learn from your parents. 
But I think that thing in that kid who wants to assert dominance, that is his... I agree. Maybe I make him a bad kid. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to call that good or bad, that's up to you. But I... I think certain children are born with certain traits that we in society call bad, bro. There are certain kids who are also born with traits of like they want, like like I don't know if it's born or per se, but like they might want to steal or like everything is theirs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know you see no, things in kindergarten, bro. You see, in particular, I also think it's like a bad habit that you know the They learn how to steal. Yeah. No, yeah, I think yeah, some kids yeah, yeah. are just like kleptomaniacs, no, bro. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> they kleptomaniacs in society. That, all that, all that develops, bro. Aka guy is always denied things. Okay, wait, 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 don't all of us okay. become kleptomania? So okay, like I guess that's the point like now where they're trying to reach out. Yeah, so it's like when you're like 14, like I said, you have less like um, neural connections than when you're, for example, six years old. So that's why it's so important to teach proper self-regulation because by like 14, you are at a point where you're now making also decisions for your, like as a human. Now the child is no longer a child. You know, they're like, Young, young adult. <laughs> um, what's the word? Teenager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like as a teenager, you also now you start having autonomy, the self like actualization. But it's just that part before you have that. You know, it's like now it's like for example when the whole thing about having that temperament for wanting to be on top of things. Mm. So if at a young age you are taught n- um, not how to channel that properly, by fourteen your actions are going to you are either going to reflect about maybe amplifying that or if you haven't had like good role models around like sorry if you've had good models uh, role models around then you'd not really act like that because it may your parents may be bad people but as long as you as long as you have good support systems sorry as long as you have good support systems then you can really you have more chances of like coming out better basically i agree i feel like this is the opportune time to talk about Mm. Let's talk about it, man. Spare the road, spoil the child. Is that what you believe? Okay, firstly, for me, frankly, yes. Was everyone beaten in this room? Yeah, I was beaten. You mob? No. You weren't beaten. No, I wasn't. Can you hear me? When they yeah. got you beaten, I know that much. I feel like <laughs> when they got beaten, I was <laughs> buttered. You get what do you? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't buttered. I was beaten. I was buttered. Actually, okay, no, my mom hit me, but like not enough. You know, like as in. What <laughs> oh, does okay? So so can we like, uh, bruh? Has beaten at home and at school. If 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 anyone <laughs> starts to say too much, we'll just bleep them out. If they, if guys start to like say criminal charges, <laughs> we'll bleep them out. But <laughs> take my hands behind my back, <laughs> <laughs> hang me upside down by my ankles, and then whipped me. And then with the buckle of so the belt on the back of my head. Beating for you. Beating was basically okay. Should I say at home or at school? Because those were two different beatings. Home, bro. home, home. We're talking about. Early child development. Well, even school was be even early school, childhood yeah. development. Between both, between the age of zero and eight, nigga, they covered me in Green Hill, bro. P one and P two, bro. let's okay. Let's start with home then. Okay, actually, we can. Home was chill. Actually, the home wasn't even beating. Man, home was like more structured. They tell you, you've broken the plates because you are playing football in the house. After we told you ten times not to. So that deserves four strokes. So you'd get your four strokes. What's strokes with like a... So like a, a branch, a tree branch. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, but just to keep it up in a particular place. In Are the you cupboard. ever beaten like enough for you to remember? <laughs> calling. Was that beaten enough to remember? For you to remember the pain. Was there ever a time 
Well, like you remember being like it sore like from actually, the beating. Actually, that was too no. much. Really? But I remember being beaten several times, but not being so like, like the next yeah, day. Oh, yeah. I'm dying. Oh, my hip is hurting. Like what was worse, like the the pain from the beating was probably less than the psychological. The that yeah, that you're going to be beaten. Okay. And like they they'd really play with it. So like they'd say like you have but, done this. Mm-hmm. That is coming home at night. He's going to beat you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that alone is That's enough to get you. But at school, at school, I was now like battered, bro. Damn. But I think that was. I, I, I think that's every and Ugandan. Why is that okay? Damn. I'm not saying it's okay. No, but as a society in Uganda, we have come to say that that's fine. That a teacher can. Like, no, I think it's just no, no. That, that's colonial like mentality. That's colonial it's mentality. Shared, it's like shared trauma. That's colonial mentality. Like that's how the colonial the missionaries used to deal with the students in school. The blacks. Yeah, they just whoop them. So as they were training teachers, I think that's how they taught them to train. Passed it down. They just passed it down in the schools. But that one was too brutal. I remember there's a teacher we had, man. I remember Bro, his name, Mister Kafko. Yeah. If you're hearing this, nigga, you can't stop it. I'm playing. Mister Kafko used to have this thing where he beat you here like this, man. In P4. Oh, with two hey. fingers. Two fingers. Hey, yo. Bro, that thing was so painful to the point one day I told him, Mr. Kafka, I'm going to tell my mom. <laughs> <laughs> he never beat me again. But, <laughs> but by again. the way, you need to do that. You need to empower your, your child. Like, right. if they touch you, like, come Just and come say and something. Okay, but you know the funny thing is, my mom didn't care, man. When I told her, I, I just told Mr. Kafka for him, bro. Like, I told him, go <laughs> But I feel like that's why we need to change our like attitude towards violence, especially allowing other people to exact so much violence on our kids because mm. like some of those beatings are just so unnecessary for true, true, true. there's okay, there's no necessary beating, but like some of them are just it's like like really you're just trying to take out your anger on me this i agree like you have no business beating up like a p4 kid P- that way we were beaten for like dumb shit like p- failing an exam mm. is that my fault or exactly. the teacher's fault because me i really do not exactly. know you're supposed to teach me and now you're beating me for failing i feel like they should you be know. beating you for me failing and bro. Then also that disrupts your relationship with education because now you also start building this idea about now how to get ahead mm, and like what? like a negative correlation exactly yeah. like so I, d- I feel like it just instills a lot of fear and it just really impedes your creativity nah so I definitely fact. love a negative correlation with education, education. that might be fact. it <laughs> early child development as far as I'm concerned that's school true. is useless in 2022 See, bro like maybe that's where that comes from Mr. Kafko 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 you rob the nation <laughs> no, like I d- and I'm one of those guys who has like a problem remembering people's names and faces. But, but I remember Mr. Kapko of P4 Yellow. That was a good name, yeah. But uh, I also have a green horror story. I was only there for like P1, but I didn't like the way they were. Then P4 Blue. I don't even remember. But Same. like what I remember was how they were. In their effort to teach me, they were basic. They were threatening me and instilling fear in me. Oh. and they were basically uh, were learning how to write. Imagine learning how to write, and then she was because I think I was just not getting it, and she was like, "If you don't get it right, I'm going to inject you." And then inject you with what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Inject yeah, was yeah. a threat. Inject yeah, was a threat. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'm a child. Do I know? You know, I go to. I they know for sure. 
by the time you come, you've been injected at least once. Exactly. You know what that feels exactly. like. Exactly. <laughs> this is a, this is a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll inject yeah. you. Yeah. So I thought my school was bad. Well. No, so no you'd have been injected for real. <laughs> oh, you would have Yeah, but like, the threat is horrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, like, you're so young and you're like, and they're pointing at like, their cupboard, it's there. Why you not doing it? It's there. And so like, one time I just told my mom, I'm like, I'm not going back to school. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and she allowed because she also didn't like Green Hill. She wanted to take my older sister out, but then she like didn't. But with I me, she's like independent. I was keen for my hundred eighty. Yeah, I was keen. Yeah, was like a kid with a bad handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, my handwriting is poor, man. Like yeah. my handwriting is actually to work, man. You can just it's tell the bad handwriting boy. And the funny thing is, I can write in cursive. Yeah. Clearly, well, but I still choose to write poorly. I see his guys handwriting. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Let me tell you, yeah. <laughs> my cursive is also lit, but my handwriting is sus, man. I won't lie to you. Is this chick called Miss Nachintu? Mm. I remember her. Fire ban her. So okay, to be fair, my handwriting was bad. I don't like. I used to feel the line. So if I'm <laughs> writing like an M, the M has to touch the <laughs> top. M touch both. <laughs> so yeah, man. And then this one day, and. The thing with school is, I mean, you'll tell me, I don't know how, I don't know whether it's good, but like the way it was in my school, if you write well, you graduate from a pencil to a pen. That's how it was yeah. everywhere. Mm. That's how it was everywhere. Yeah. Is that good? In certain schools, you even had to get a pen license, bro. Hey. Aga Khan. Yeah, Damn. no, yeah, exactly. And then they like you if a you are running behind, yeah. Hmm, is that a good thing? <laughs> the I thing mean. is, it really promotes rivalry. Like among kids, and especially if you're not also teaching kids how to collaborate with each other, they're now just going to be seeing each other as like rivals. That makes sense. Because even like when we're talking about like play when they're young, when we're talking about like play when they're young, it's like it's good to have collaborative play, like play that they're working together and not okay, who is going to be the best? And if that's the only play you're giving your child, then they're going to you're going to create like a complex issue with them. They're either if they don't win, it's going to crush them, and because then, or then, because they're not winning, then they feel like they're failures. But like, maybe that's not what they're good at, you know? Like, so it's exploring each other. I realize that I might have many issues, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I just, just realized now. Because <laughs> I, I was the second last guy in my class to get a pen, pen license, <laughs> yeah, and the last guy <laughs> poured ink on me when I got my ink. Yeah, they on you. Ashi. What happened when you went home that pencil, day? So what happened when you went home that day? They must have whooped you extra. Nah, they just. I get. My mom was like, "Okay, I, I guess it's because you just say you're using a pen, mm. yeah, so that's why you're covered in ink." Yeah, our fours were not like that, bro. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but <clears throat> to be fair, I also don't know why I had a burden rating. Because mm. some people just have burden rating. Nice, yeah, maybe man. your hands are just like just. Why is that a standard? Why is that a freaking standard? Like, what does it? Bro, how much do you even write today? today? How much? I'm sure my handwriting is worse, and I've not seen it in like a year. I wish they were teaching us how to type. I wish they were teaching us like your typing speed is slow. Like that's what I learned when I was learning cursive, like later on in high school. But like this primary school stuff about writing, handwriting. They would. What do they call it? You have to print. That's the thing. They they say about you have to print. Like that's what they'd call it in green here. Like writing with a good handwriting, printing. What is printing? What printers, bro? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what is printing? <laughs> They're teaching us useless skills, man. Michael, I have a question about that play thing, though. Um, the competitive thing. So, in this day and age, 
man, I don't even know how school operates now. But then, I mean, back in the day, we used to have playtime and the children were left alone. Yeah, you just play. do your thing. You just do your thing. So Break time. Yeah, yeah. Break, eh, gay. Break time, lunch time, what? Time. Yeah. Go back home with like a white shirt that's now yellow and they beat you. <laughs> <laughs> Which but is so unfortunate. Like, it shows your child has had fun. Like, they've yeah. been exploring. But that's why they're giving kids white shirts. <laughs> <laughs> white shirts. <laughs> white shirts. <laughs> <laughs> creating this problem. This child has no control over that shirt. The white shirt. creating that shirt. Or whatever decided actually that makes this is a color year for kids. Yeah. For kids. I think that's colonial mentality, man. Because young boys and yeah, girls in UK you wear white. Uniform, if you look at the uniforms, right? That kiddos, not kiddos, Africans in a slave in that colonial period were wearing. That shit looks almost identical to the uniforms that we're wearing at in primary school. Why would like it have changed the like khaki shorts, <laughs> long socks, eh? white shirts? Nothing yeah. has changed, man. That's literally like yeah, colonial mentality, bro. Weird, yeah. Ties, yo, you guys were. We learned this things from missionaries, Gwen. Yes, what is? No, the Green Hill guys were ties. Mm. Right? Mm. ties and Green Hill. KJ, but then we was also in KJ, but we didn't wear ties there. My can't throw shade at my school, man. It was, it was alright. But I feel Aside like what whoopings. you're talking about is like unstructured play. Like there's different yeah, types like of like. Does play have to have structure. to make it collaborative? Say, I mean per se, does it have to? Be guided, cause as I mean, going back to his point earlier, some children can be competitive, man. Yeah, I'm not wrong innately. With that. So <laughs> that's the question: Does play have to be structured? No, see, now play is such like a big topic, cause it's like a interdisciplinary idea. So many um, disciplines like talk about and use play. Um, and the main thing about play is it's like an innate way for us to kind of connect to each other and like also learn about ourselves. So like that's why play should be structured and also it also should not be. Like sometimes people think they're going to like create all these activities for their kids and like they're going to be in tennis, they're going to be in football, they're going to, they think, yeah, my child is playing, they're out there active, but like... It's yeah, like not giving them like proper proper structure. Like you're you're overstructuring them rather, mm. and so sometimes you need to allow kids to just be kids and explore the things that they like. Basically. What is a good example of structured play, and what is yeah. a bad example of structured like what's a good play? Game? So <laughs> no, no, and no structured play is not just about games. So like the different play um, has different social perceptions as well as like cognitive demand. So like there's sti- like solo play you can play alone. You can play in pairs. You can play like parallel to each other. You're not playing with each other, but you're just next to each other. Yeah. And then there's also group play, but then there's also now the different cognitive demand of like the what like the players need. So for example, functional play is like just things that are very repetitive. Like you know how we just sing songs in class, like those making melodies. In my heart. Uh, yeah, and then you just. Fire song. Shout out that guy. Shout making melodies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's a that song actually gives me trauma right now. Melodies in my heart. Let me see now. It's in a downward tempo in my heart. I don't want again, bro. Just Jordan feels next to it. Making melodies in nope two, nope, 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 nope. Making melodies. Nah, anyway. <laughs> 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 uh, it's so 
good like that. It's like it's like a way for all of us to bond. Like we all have now that like mm. same experience, and that's how it's also. Oh yeah, yeah. that's why okay. it's also like really cultural. Go- going back to that, I, d- I do understand that because um, there's this lady from back in the day. She's called what, Maria Montessori. Um, I think when she was talking about play, she was talking about how important it is for a child because. Anything and everything a child interacts with is an opportunity for them to learn. Yeah, mm. and uh, for her, her approach to education is put the child out in nature. Like just put them in a the compound. I promise you, they'll find something to play with. That's what my dad says. <laughs> that kids will entertain themselves. That's a fact. Give them enough time. Like just leave him. You'll find something. And to you'll do. be shocked how much they'll learn from that, bro. At my grandma's place so my grandparents used to live in kakira mm-hmm. and also my grandparents were old when we met them so they don't have toys my parents didn't really have toys like that but when we would go to the house it would be all the all the cousins basically like all the kiddos all the grandkids would go there and i vividly remember every morning we would go out and pick like do you guys know what a popo what a popo branch looks like mm-hmm. it's wimpy it's it's, ga- it's it's not hard. What is it? Uh, I don't know. It's a shaped like this, like each leaf has a. Yeah, that's papyrus. Yeah. The purple one. <laughs> yeah. It has like, it kind of looks like a big leaf, but just not. It's very. It's like a very. It's going to sound so dumb. Like a very leafy branch. Mm. <laughs> it really sounds right. <laughs> like and I don't mean leafy in the sense that it has more leaves. Eh? Just leafy in the sense that but it's, it's really the material like a of it. It's a leaf. It's like a leaf. Yeah. So it, was, it wasn't a hard branch. Bro, I don't know how they were there every morning, but every morning we would pick those and play with that shit all day. Be like swords and shit. Be like, <laughs> it was so fun. I'd look forward to picking like a right one that will last <laughs> the whole day. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a question. If you saw it right now, would you would you be excited? <laughs> I feel like I would, bro. Like I remember the first time that I saw that house as an adult. Obviously, it looked much smaller, but like that I just remember feeling so happy, man. Anyway, yeah. And, uh, on that yeah. point of kids entertaining themselves, I remember one thing I used to do is when they'd kill chickens at home, eh. it's a bit <laughs> gruesome. <laughs> so, for a one, they would start like the hawks, the kites rather, would come and like start circling mm-hmm. while we're killing them. So now me, I would get the heads of the chicken <laughs> and just throw them up. <laughs> and and see the them. kites catching them, bro, and going. So that became a game for me, bro. Yeah. They'd kill ki- <laughs> ki- yeah. chicken. <laughs> I just be getting chicken desserts. To be fair, we used to do that at school. At least we used to beat us for it. The days hey. of meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one would eat that meat. It was just soup. Guys would like throw their like, piece of meat, <laughs> and a hawk would come and get it. Out of br- it was the like, most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life, like, bro. All your birds were like carnivores, bro. I remember us at KPS. It was. Just regular break, bro. Like a mandazi, man. <laughs> just like the hawks were notorious <laughs> for just taking guys' breaks. It would come out of no, bro. That wasn't fun. It was not hey, a fun activity. <laughs> it would just come forcefully. Eh? It sees you slacking, not paying attention. On like chips and chicken day, and how like the hawks would just they would target people. Exactly. That's the next point. Like <laughs> I wasn't yeah. in Nagakan myself, but my sister was, and she told me every day like there's place between the canteen eh, 
and where they eat from was a danger zone, bro. It's like in there, yeah. <laughs> you are against the Marabus. Agakan was like Agakan was such a nice school, bro, but it was placed in a bad area. Okay, I know they call it Old Kampala, but it was old, old Kampala, <laughs> bro. bro. Like that guy was. Just dangerous <laughs> together, bro. Ghetto, bro. It was ah. uh, across the road, across like the channel was what Chiseka uh-huh. Market. Yeah. 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 Bro, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. in the school itself, Such a bro. Such nice school was placed uh. so central to like, bro, so adjacent to a slum, man. So <laughs> I think I think it's like one of those things where like it was an old, really old school. So that was the land that was given to them back in that yeah, day by like. Mm. Yeah. But eventually, that old Kampala became, became Chiseka really, Market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know they have to deal with the consequences. Uh, <laughs> I to Agakan nursery and Agakan. I was in Agakan and in like P1. Uh, that, that doesn't count. But, cool. but, but the fact that I remember, you, you just know what was happening. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I broke my nose at that school. That's another story. <laughs> what you were playing, like, right? Nah, I was playing. It was playtime. I love Agakan <laughs> because of its like play structure. It had mm. a lot of, um, people would call it risky play. Like when I'd gone from for a conference um in Orlando and they were telling you about like different aspects of ECD and like different ways like ECD practitioners can just like make projects and advocacy and all that. They were talking about like um risky play. So I'm like, what's risky play? And it's just basically a lot of teachers are very scared of allowing their children to like what are those monkey things? Uh, monkey bars. Monkey bars. The ones where you had to like jump, yeah, and it was so dangerous. And like, like if you look at it, it's a bit whatever. But like, I that's feel how like I broke my nose. <laughs> 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 monkey bars. Exactly what for what I broke my nose. But it's so important because. You break, you're fine. You survived. Yeah, like they took me you, down you to that last. Exactly. She fixed <laughs> me up. No, to be fair, I'm not even certain that it broke. But I know I'd, just I hit no, I hit my nose. So do you remember where the Agakan uh, waiting area was? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know how there were bars there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was swing swinging on those bars, <laughs> holding on there, moderate. So I did something dumb. I think I tried to like flip myself around it, and I slipped. So I smacked my nose on the bar. No kids used to do that. I yeah. Think try, yeah. yeah. I smacked my nose on the bar, and I was with my mom. <laughs> Eh. And bro, I just remember like a uh, pulsing uh, feeling, and my yeah. nose just bleeding. <laughs> my mom just oh, rushed me out to her nurse. So sorry. We had the same thing. At least your mom must be. Except us, it wasn't like buzz. Because you know, we're parking things, the poles. So, guys trying to jump over it and it like gets caught in your pants. Then you just, <laughs> <laughs> just land on your face. <laughs> you know, at the Aga Khan, do you want know tennis? Court, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So now, this is after I left Agakan. I was now in KKL on the last day of KKL. Kids could just do what they wanted, yeah. So yeah. we'd play football wherever we you wanted. You in KKL, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I don't remember seeing you. <laughs> what team were you all on? We might have been in different yeah. different seasons, yeah. That makes but sense. I remember this one time we were playing in that tennis court, and this kid boots the ball mob high, and I was fast, I was like a quick kiddo. I'm running, looking up at the ball. Instead of where you're going. (laughs) I I rammed into that (laughs) tennis pole. (laughs) I think that holds a net. (laughs) I rammed into it, spun. Like, 
as soon as I hit it, I lost all my breath. <laughs> winded. I was winded. Like I and because I'm tiny, I'm short, like I'm a little kid. So it hits me square in the chest <laughs> here. It dodges my face just by a it hit me here. I still have a mark, bro. Hey. Like on my chest really? is still like a mark. <laughs> Reminder like, hey. to look where you're going. And <laughs> 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 I'm like, bro, I, hurt like I remember, f- like I spun and then I just fell on my back and I was looking up at the sky, but just fighting for my breath, bro. But I guarantee you that after that, I got my breath and I keep playing. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. risky play. play. The risky play. <laughs> risky play. I remember the, the 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 most example of risky play that I can remember, like one of the the big ones is. In Vine, we had this, this this was not even in high school, this was not even in primary school. You're last man, bro. Your, your neural links had <laughs> gone. What you said, Vine, I was like, you're just an idiot. Like, I'm bringing you into risk. This is not a risky place. Risk. risk. You, you are not in risk. 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 Taking risk. You're just a buffoon. At so, there was a, what is it called? A merry-go-round. Now, this school was so boring. That one of the fun <laughs> things we used to do at break was we'd sit in the merry-go-round, yeah? And then the two, like, oldest guys in school would push this merry-go-round as fast <laughs> as it can go. Bro, like, literally, if you did not tuck your head between your knees in this merry-go-round, you were flying out. That's how fast this thing was going. They even had to ban this thing, and they, 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 they took away the merry-go-round, bro. Because of this game. One kiddo had not tucked his head, bro. And I think it would have been me. But I remember me one time I flew out. But I don't think it was me. That was in the incident that they took it to. But I remember one time I was in that merry-go-round city. They gave all of you three strikes. (laughs) (laughs) I just felt my head like tilting out like this. And centrifugal force took over from there, bro. I flew out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a risky play. Shout out risky play, uh, man. Shout risky out risky play. play. It's so important. And like a lot of people don't really appreciate, like a lot of teachers are very scared for their children to like go out and take risks. They're like, no, don't do that and don't whatever. Mm. And you realize like you're making a critical voice in this child's head every time they're trying to like accomplish something because risky exactly like you jumping off and doing that you're trying to be adventurous and innovative and creative and you got hurt but at least you tried yeah but then the other it kids who <laughs> 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 break the good kind of heart Makes i sense. mean he broke his nose oh. yeah. no i can't lie bro that was, my, I feel like that was my parents i don't know if it was on if it was intentional or if it was just like in their nature but They've always been very like, let them figure it out type parents. <coughs> like they'll protect you where they feel like it's extremely dangerous. But for the most part, like I grew up in Bugolovi, and I remember being a kiddo and waking up in the morning, eh, like nine ten a.m. and hearing the other kids downstairs calling me and us getting on our bikes and just riding, riding around the whole of Bugos, bro. Over Bandali, what down those in, those days was different, you know. There were no bars, all those yeah. houses. So we'd ride like that all day, getting chased by dogs or eating at random guys' places. Like, bro, we had no money and we had no business being that far out of, away from home. <laughs> but we did it anyway, man. Nah, that that kind of reminds me also of my uh, bikes, bro. I remember I had a bike, and me and some uh, this guy called Ibra, bro, Ibra, Ushibra. Tamale. I don't know. I've Put his full yeah, government him, out right him. now. Don't it's Google him. him. <laughs> <laughs> we would do ride our bikes. 
all the way from Nintendo to Chambo. Go, we go about way yeah. <coughs> on these bikes. Like we'd ride these bikes so far out that we couldn't ride them back. We had to now get off and push, push them all the way back home, bro. But like, shout out bikes, bro. Now me is not even Ibra, it's DJ Alza. DJ! Hey! Hey! Alza was involved. <laughs> I don't say that's where your, we're going that's today. That's your name one. Yeah, Alza was involved. But when the dogs would start chasing us, DJ Alza would have pain for himself, bro. Hey. At the end of that day, it would be the guy who can bike the fastest. <laughs> <laughs> and the farthest. Oh, no. And the dogs would always chase you uphill, bro. I think those dogs are just playing with us, to be fair. I don't think they were trying to kill us. Nah, you, go, you, want, you, want, you want to find out, bro. I know, right? <laughs> Fun times. The yeah, anyway, <coughs> I have a question crazy. for you. crazy. Thinking about that, though, I want to say something. It's like you guys were allowed to, I think, reflecting in terms of like being a girl. Like, I don't think our parents would ever allow us to like go out and like ride our bikes for that long. And I think maybe that's why, in some aspects, men are like more adventurous to take risks because they're allowed to like be them, like just be uh, playing that risky behavior, like yeah. you know, just indulge in that. Because I don't know, I feel like for me and like the other girls I know, you're kind of like overprotected, not mm. overprotected. Like they want you to go out and play, but then they're not going to allow like you to, uh, to yeah. n- <laughs> not even that, but like you're not going to go ride your bike. Until wherever, and you think no one is going to beat you, or not gonna beat yeah, you, but, but like to be scold fair, you when you come back. My parents didn't allow me to ride my bike that far. <laughs> they yeah, never gave me permission. It was but one like of those things where, like, they have gone to work, they have yeah, a bike. It's yeah. only that they refused me to watch TV the whole day. <laughs> I'm going like it wasn't it's one like of the those. The person at home didn't like. Was there anyone the at home? The person at home, home, as far as they're concerned, were just riding outside the gate. They have things to do at home for them. Yeah. They have to cook food. They have to yeah. mop. Me, I'm out on the bike finding out like how far we can go. I feel like I want to speak for my sisters, but not just my sisters. Like growing up in the flats, Bugolobi flats, all the girls were riding bikes. Yeah, like everything that we did. They did with us. See, my sister was also with me. They were always with us. So that riding that bike shit, my sister would come with us because we both had bikes. So, yeah, but I hear you. But I, I feel like, yeah, that's community. <laughs> that's like really good though that, you know, that's like street play and that's also like an important part of play. Like street games are very cultural almost. You know, those things of, it's kind of like a pilgrimage. You guys are riding all your bike all the way to mm. whatever. And Stranger like things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All the way to the what do they call it in Stranger Things? The Vicna. The, the upside down. Upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Vicna. I feel like it's so important, like, to have those street games and for like people to be treated equally. But like sometimes it's not always the case. And like, for example, one of my friends who was also doing this um ECD thing with me when we were learning about like risky play, she, uh, she was just like, "Oh my goodness, my mom always told me to like." Watch out, be careful, da, da, da. and like I feel like I'm very, you know, like I'm like super I precautious. Exactly, now. when I'm doing everything, you know, I don't want to be too risky about what I'm doing. Like, of course, you take risks, but I feel like you don't have that adventure if you are not taught, like, given that freedom to like be creative. And my True. question is, how risky can risky play get? There still has to be a Boundary. Yeah, no, no, no. Of course. So there's a boundary. It's not like don't allow your child to just go play on the road like that. But it's like watch them, but from a distance. Know when you need to like interact with them because sometimes they want you to play with them. Other times they're already like constructing their own things and like 
they're constructing their own things and they're just doing their own stuff and they want to be alone. But risky play is like more of if you see a child is doing something that's a could bit kill them, yeah. <laughs> not could kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's close to death. Okay, let's say let's say you have gone for a hike with your child and there's a river and like there are wet stones. Like instead of telling your child, "Oh, watch out," you know, you're just making them more scared. You'd rather tell them the rocks are wet. Tell them why they should be scared. Explain to them the reason why they should be cautious. Don't just instill fear in them. Like, be careful. That like, tell them why they should be careful of this. You know, don't just shout commands. This is why we're just touching fire. Like, don't touch the fire. It's ah. hot. Uh, yeah, I think I you can tell someone like that thing is hot, but until they have been burnt, <laughs> by, they don't fully like. Comprehend. comprehend. No, no, no. But do you think you have if you have, co- you have communicated effectively to a child when you have said that thing is hot? One no, no, no. I think I've communicated effectively. I tell them like, don't touch that. Don't touch that. I'll like, give you. I'll never give you touch one the stove. That my dad always like advocated for. My dad has always been a big swimmer. Like since we since we were born, he's always been like a huge on swimming. And I remember, whenever even with us, whenever we would be at a pool for like one of our younger cousins, da 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 da. Like, it's almost like he kind of imagined, not imagined. He <laughs> knew that the situation was controlled, right? So if one of my cousins chose who couldn't swim, got formal and chose to jump into the pool, he would let them. Eh? As in. Risky play. As in, because you're not going to tell a kid, no, don't jump, don't come in, you can't swim. But then they're seeing you kids having fun, so they're thinking, nah, let's, yeah, let's have. So, let's jump in. And oh, you realize that? Drink, hey, drink hey, a few liters. <laughs> he holds you up and says, no, no, hey. that's why we were saying don't that's come in. Yeah. But now that you're in, you can't get out. Mm. So, like, after they've fallen in, Either he wouldn't let them get out until they are comfy and having fun in the water, or after they get out, he would make sure that before they leave, they've come back into the water again. Because now you've learned the lesson that I look, this thing here is not (laughs) you can't play with it, but (laughs) like if you learn how to to like be comfortable in it, you'll be okay. Okay, so let me ask you a question, yeah? That's the perfect lesson. Now, your dad is so now (laughs) here on the pod right now. I'm a child. I want to touch fire. What would you say? If you touch that, it will burn you. How is that different from it's hot? But I don't know what burn means. Yeah, even hot. But also, there's a thing, like, you also know the the key words your child understands. Like, Mm. ma, bad. Like, ma. (laughs) (laughs) That's what there's a thing to talk to. Coco is overused, bro. (laughs) 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 But, man, but I feel like at the Sunday point, the kid has to first touch that, that, that stone, bro. That's, that's, that's only they learn, bro. That's not play, so but yeah, it's risky. Yeah, e- exactly. So risky play is about play that involves a level of, like, the child can get hurt, you know? Mm. And it's, of course, you don't want the child to get hurt, like, too badly. But there's also a level of you want them to, I feel like it helps them control the way they are, manage their emotions, especially, like, you know, did you ever like? Did you ever go back on that swing? Like, do that, whatever again in Agakan? Did you ever no, try? I just had to break <laughs> my nose. <laughs> I left and you were done. In fact, the next time I left Agakan. So it's like. Has <laughs> 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 left the you whole smile. Like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you fuck these <laughs> 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 
So I feel like risky play helps in brain development. It helps create those connections mm. as well, you know. So it's not always good to shelter your child from. You first put candle wax, you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. But now. of course, don't allow your child <laughs> to get burned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not on your watch. <laughs> but I feel like you can only tell them so much, man. Because yeah, yeah. to be yes. honest, I don't remember the times I was told that the stove is hot or like, but I remember the times I've been burnt. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah, like, times I've touched something yeah. hot. Okay. For some people, like me, I don't put like my parents on blast. But every time this just would happen, man, they'll beat us after. Like, I remember this one time, they bought me a shirt with a Superman logo, yeah? And I could, I thought I could fly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I swear you can. <laughs> now, maybe. But <laughs> I jumped off some cheap platform yeah. and I landed. Risky player, yeah? yeah. It's allowed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm there in pain. They find me and they're like, now see. And they beat me. <laughs> After <laughs> breaking <laughs> your legs, they still, <laughs> they yeah. still caned you. Hey. <laughs> As if but you didn't learn your lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe, man, like I'm realizing a lot of things about myself and I don't like it. Yo, I'm really curious about how you are disciplined if you weren't beaten. Mm. Good question. Um... Just a lot of like instructions and shouting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, like I feel like now let's go to that <laughs> now. Mm. Is shouting better than beating? And what is shouting? Let's first define shouting. Like, yeah. Okay, maybe not communicating in the most effective way, like the words you use and like your intonations, because I feel like you want your child to be either something like you or you have this image of them but like you forget that your child is like your child mm. so sometimes you want them you have this you want them to do good but that actually is not their temperament like you are not attuning the yourself to this child and so that's the thing so it's not like there'll be it would be things of like i'm very disorganized the room has to be clean now i don't clean my room people are fi- like we are fighting with each other and i also i'd also like I would also give back. I wouldn't talk back, but like I was also not an easy child. Like I was very stubborn. Stubborn. <laughs> I w- like a hard-headed kid, though. Strong, no. strong-willed. Yeah. In this plane. <laughs> In this plane of the No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, was, I was class representative in P- in 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 year in year six. Hey, you can still be in discipline and can still <laughs> yeah, be yeah, yeah. Those are most in discipline. I swear the teachers are always in charge of those things. They never allow people who they don't want to like, be on that. Do you see me here? Hey, I was also I really We're all perfect here. Yeah. I feel like in Agaka, like when you're in primary anyway, like the teachers kind of they're like how this person. No, de- no democracy. Yeah. No, there is, there is, but it's like why don't you just sit this one out? Like it's one of those things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah, that type. Mm. But yeah, I think I was I was a child's child. Like I had a lot of energy. I was I would go to school and I come back dirty. I would lose things. You know, that was like the main thing. I was very irresponsible. You know, I was uh, I was in that section of my childhood. So I feel like that's where a lot of like the parenting had to come in of like trying to make me disciplined, but for me I don't want to be disciplined, and I also want my own different type of structure. And you know, you're trying to do the traditional way, but like I'm in a modern school, I'm watching modern TV. I'm, you know, what like how can you want me to like be mm. like that? You know, everything around me is this way, yeah. so it's like 
you're showing you're, you're showing me all these things, but you also want me to be different from them. So it's yeah. very hard, you know. Yeah. So it was like mainly that. I That's interesting. I have one last question. Children need entertainment, yeah. Uh, what forms? I know play is a form of entertainment, but like now you have, for example, if a child is being stubborn, give them a phone, they will sit down and watch. <coughs> so in terms of like early childhood development, what forms of entertainment are encouraged for children? I think definitely not to rely on too much technology because there's a way technology like sucks the life out of, you know, uh, of course it's good, like sometimes you need to help like a distraction, you're an only parent, you need... You're using this method to just like help give yourself a break, but like chronic use and children not going outside and indulging in like street play and all that, you know, creating these bonds. Like, although maybe you're not in the same neighborhood, you guys had similar activities in your separate neighborhoods, and like you can bond over that now, you know. And that's like the main thing about play is it makes children like understand each other and they feel like they're more likable. I don't know, not likable, but like you feel like you belong somewhere and that's why it's like so important to like promote children like playing outside more than just even with themselves, more than like trying to give them gadgets mm. because I feel like that's what we rely on a lot these days. Not all parents, but like there's some that do. Yeah, but I now the COVID babies are very antisocial. Yeah, like but that's what to hold now if, if all the kiddos are now gadget babies. And I go to school, and me, I'm outside playing with sticks and shit. Am I not yeah, like antisocial? Yeah, am I now. not now that the, not the Minecraft? No, not really. I feel like not all kids are like whatever on their phones. I feel like kids still play. We may we may not be aware of it. Like we're not in the setting. We don't have kids, or like I don't know if you guys have younger siblings, but we don't see that part of like the community right now because that's not our demographic. But I think kids still do go out. Like the flats have not like gone away. Bikes yeah, but have less not kids outside. For sure there's less kids outside. But is it also adults making outside less friendly for children? And then it's also now I feel like a lot of these we're perpetuating these issues, you know, like we're not creating environments and spaces. Like for example, I feel like when we were younger there was so much like kid areas, like even like in restaurants, like Steers had like a play area. There was yeah, true, true, spa. True. But Steers has been up for like time. I, like, I, so I feel oh like I there were so many close. places that like had s- like kid friendly spots that mm. we don't have today, or maybe I'm not aware of. That's true. But like I feel like we may not have like as many, and like we're regressing. But that's our fault. Like <coughs> we're choosing not to see kids playing together as important when we're building these things. We're not seeing the these concepts anymore. Like, it's on us. But to be honest, I would rather my kid watches Coco Melon all day than some of the games I was playing, man. Really? Be- bro, Bloody Knuckles. Did you ever play Bloody Knuckles? Why, why were you playing Bloody Knuckles? <laughs> Thank you. What is Bloody Knuckles? Bloody Knuckles is the one where you, you have a coin and you spin it on a table. Like, if it's the four of us here, so you spin a coin on the table. The thickest coin you can find, it's here, is a 500 shilling. So, everyone... If it comes towards you, in one direction like this, any direction, like you, you, you spin it on the table. Yeah. So if it comes towards you, Melvin, you have to hit it in such a way that it continues spinning. So it keeps going like that. So it, you hit it, it goes towards her. She hits it, it keeps spinning. It comes towards me. If I hit it and it falls now, 
I have to put my knuckles down like this. And then you have to get the coin, put it in between your finger, your thumb and nani like this and then just send it flying towards my my knuckles. And I it starts like bleeding. We did that for fun. For fun. Risky play. I'll say this. A lot of these kiddo games were introduced to us by like older siblings. It was always like a ca- that's that where kid, the problem is. kiddo <laughs> who is chilling with that kiddo trying to make him make them please. But, but, but how can you co- how can you fight that man? I think that you can go, but that is having your kid who just watch Coco Melon. No, but I'm okay with bloody knuckles. I want just it has, a, it has a nasty you know, name. Yeah. Do you know how much the worst that could happen, happen. bro? You know, online there's just at, so at, much at, your at, kid at can disease. Get. No, but nah, this is this is the thing. This is the thing. I feel bro, like your knuckles would literally I feel like bleed. I prefer bloody knuckles, bro. Your knuckles would bleed. <laughs> bro, no, let me tell you, you guys would go out of their way if you mash up the coin to stretch your skin like that. Put your finger down, your hands down, and then like pull it forward like this so the skin is taut. So that when the coin now hits you here, you're getting a cut. You're playing with some bad kiddos, bro. Okay, no, maybe, maybe. But that's what I'm telling you. Some kids are just irredeemable, bro. Nah. Some kids are just looking for... Bloody nah. knuckles but and no, baggy soft that slaps. That was a good development experience yeah. because you realized no, you realized that it was some good. Kids, eh? No, no, no. There are some kids who are there are bits. Yeah, yeah, like, like they will take something to too far. Like they're going to, you know. What if I'm the kid <laughs> who is holding guys knuckles like this, pulling <laughs> them towards? And uh, me, the, the point I'm trying to make is like kids can come up with some very, very unproductive games, mm. bruh. The ones we played. I swear that's cool, bro. Yeah, this new shit I is a bit too. What Coco Melon? But that's when you understand your product, like your. Coco Melon is Baby Shark now on YouTube. No, you don't just keep watch Baby Shark. Thing, yeah, okay, I feel like I feel like I'd rather be watching Baby Shark than play Bagia, bro. Coco Melon. How far does it go though? Exactly. That's I mean, the issue. Eventually, you probably end up on like what are those science channels? ASAP Science versus Militude. No, versus okay. Tenure. For me, my point is, I think there should be regulation even with that. Yeah, because. Nowadays, it's just like, if your child is doing nothing, give them Coco Melon. You know, it's like a cure. If your child is d- being stubborn, give them Coco Melon. As opposed to bloody knuckles? No. I think, let them be stubborn. Yeah, like let kiddos pick what they want, <laughs> to, I guess. Rather than always, like, reframe Coco Melon. Because now, it's like, because we're associating with ourselves. Say, one of us here had, like, a child, eh? and he's here, or she's here, and then we're like, ah, uh, because we are talking to the adults, or we are having a good time with ourselves, give the child cocoa melon. They sit down, relax, calm down, uh, even in your home. Whereas you can let them be the child, yeah, and they enjoy. At your expense. Not at your expense. You don't yes. always, you know, there's, like I was saying, the different types of play, like, there's also constructive play. The child can make something, you know. You give them something to make, Great. and they, and they <laughs> like, the they use their creativity <laughs> instead of just Till watching it eating something, the clay. you know, all the time. Hey, risky it's not bad to, it's like, we to all eat watch clay, TV, there's minerals. <laughs> <laughs> Nutrients. No, but like, you know, blocks and stuff like that, they can true, be true, nearby, true. you know. But I think there are other ways to keep your child busy than just a device. We close out the main pod now. So, Nicole, what's the one thing that you need, like everyone who listens to this episode, to take away as far as early childhood development is concerned? For their children. What should they do for (laughs) their children? Or shouldn't do to their children? What, like, I mainly hope is, like, there's a new found appreciation for it. And, like, people also just go and do their own research, like, coupled with whatever has been said, because I feel like we have such a young population 
and we're getting into that stage of like having kids and I feel like it needs to be in people's contemplation how like different factors affect like how a child is being brought up and how experience-based brain development is very important. And we also need to like reflect on our own like community and the way we are teaching our children in school, you know, especially like in the national curriculum. We should not always be like exporting our kids to like international schools and whatever. We should have, you know, a ready made, holistic, strong curricu curriculum that we can, you know, take our own kids to, you know. So I feel like that's the biggest thing, you know. I feel when we appreciate early childhood development, we can also try to like change the systems we have in our own country because the way we teach our children is not always the best the pedagogy how like teachers are very traditional you're supposed to be still in class you can't play you can't communicate laughing is not allowed which th those are all things that a child needs to grow and understand like they have a community and understand each other so that was just like the main thing yeah. i respect that I think that's a good message to make guys go away with. And risky yeah. play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let them play risky. <laughs> um, we're going to put all of Nicole's contact information, I guess. Yes. In the, in the bio. Um Yeah. And we can't wait to have you back. Me too. I can't I'm wait to board. be back. Yeah. Now we proceed to Patreon. Welcome, 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 <laughs> welcome to the real Boom. mobsters. Real Mobsters tier. Hey. Real Mobsters <laughs> tier. <laughs> For the first time, yeah, we have a lady on the Mobsters. We're still with the lovely... <laughs> lovely Nico. So how's everyone feeling? How was the discussion? How's the discussion? It was good, man. Mm. You did a good job. I think you educated the masses. Man, I think I they know more about their early childhood development. For sure. I'm sure there's guys who Me, are I personally know I have issues, bro. <laughs> because of that, that's what you've gathered before. No, 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 I've gathered it now. And I know it now, man. Misnatching. Yeah. No, this conversation, this conversation was important for like self reflection, but it's even more important for your kids. No, for judging strangers. Hey. So let's get into all the strangers. <laughs> <laughs> every topic, I feel like every topic today has something to do with strangers and how they have some zips, like how they had some zips in their early childhood development, man. That we will find a way to tie it. Magic start. Wallahi. Start it. Start it with. Nah, I no, feel like Nicole I had, had a, a, something about smothering her child with oh, her yes, A mother yes, smothering yes, yes, her yes, child. Breast. So yeah, I was like, <laughs> can you imagine? So I saw this story about how like this woman in America, she had like twins, and she tried to kill like one of them by like because they were not um latching onto her breast. She tried to like she pushed the child like onto the breast for like about like ten minutes, and then like it passed out. And then she tried to do it with the other twin, but the other twin survived. So she only killed one child. Yeah. But the thing is, even her husband, her friends, they're saying that they do not want her to go to jail. That they don't want like the state to take the case as like murder, and they would want her to go to like a mental health institute because like or institution because like. They think she's not okay, and jail time like is not what she needs. What to be fair, I kind of agree. Good, crazy, good topic, my lord. Because as a the mother, all you want is your child to to like feed. So exactly. she was That's just trying her best, like as a mother. Exactly. Like this child is not eating. She's not eating. She's not eating. Do you think you're, that's you're like? 
That's a, a case of like that postpartum. That's, where I see it from. that's a, that's exactly where I see it from. That's yeah, no, it might be postpartum. I don't that's see it thing. as I don't see it as murder. If you'd like to listen to the full conversation, please consider subscribing to the Mob Jazz Podcast Patreon. Once you do, you'll have access to the full conversations as well as subscriber-only content. The Mob Jazz Podcast is made possible through our Patreons. If you like what we're doing here, please consider becoming one.